Before we get to the episode, I've got something free for you. I'd love to give you a pack of Canva Instagram story templates and Pinterest templates that go with your unique brand's vibes. Whether you're more bright and colorful or more sophisticated and polished, I've got you covered. Take my website personality quiz at elizabethmccravey.com slash quiz, and you'll be matched with a few gorgeous DIYable website templates that would be perfect for your ideal client's vibes. You'll also get 10% off your template purchase from my shop, a free month subscription to show it, a full brand personality profile to tell you what design your client is looking for, and of course, those awesome Canva templates. You can get it all now for free at elizabethmccravey.com slash quiz. Now here's the episode. Hey guys, I'm Elizabeth McCravey, a website designer and business coach for entrepreneurs and your host for the Breakthrough Brand Podcast, the show that's all about pulling back the curtain on how to actually build a successful business. I don't skim the surface around here. If you want a deep dive into the nitty gritty details of what it takes to run a successful business and stand out in a crowd, you're in the right place. After creating a multiple six-figure-a-year website design business in my 20s, I'm ready to share everything I've learned and everything I'm still learning because I believe the keys to building a thriving business should never be a secret. Here, you'll find episodes that are actionable, direct, and fun, like French chatting business over coffee and a fresh, honest take on the reality of being an entrepreneur. If you're ready to master online marketing, branding, website design, mindset, and business strategy, then this is the podcast for you. It's time to build your breakthrough brand. Let's do this. It is the anniversary week of when I started this business. Seven years officially in business with a little less than a year of unofficial freelancing before that. But for math's sake, I always count March 29th, 2016 as the day I started my business. That was the day I launched my website and announced I'm a business owner uh, to friends and family on social media doing that like inaugural post. And when I think back to that day and that moment as I was outlining this, oh my gosh, I can still feel the nerves, like the heart palpitations of starting the business, announcing all of that, because it's a big deal to start a business. It's vulnerable. It's exciting. It's risky. It's fulfilling. And in my little announcement post from all those years ago, I'm actually going to read it to you guys to kick off this episode. So I posted to Instagram and Facebook from my just personal account. I'm excited to announce my new business. I shared the name of the business at the time, link in bio, offering graphic design, web design, branding, social media management, and wedding design, um, offering all the things as you might can tell from from that. And then I said, next, I've been doing freelance design work for about seven months now. This business has been in the works for four of those months. I'm currently accepting new clients. Check out my site for how to contact. And that was my post. That was the official start of the business. So today though, I want to share, I want to do two things with you. So first thing I wanted to do is I want to share four of the biggest lessons I've learned in seven years of business. And you're hearing me. I'm only doing four. I thought about doing seven, but I'm like, no, I'm going to like condense this more to just like the absolute four biggest ones that are on my brain right now. They might not be the biggest overall, but more of an emphasis on like what I've learned in more recent years. Um, I've actually done two other anniversary episodes on this podcast, which I'll link to those in the show notes for this episode. If you want to go back to those, I did one when I was four years in business and another one at the five year mark where I was sharing lessons from at that stage of business. Um, And I might have done some other ones as well. 
well. I know there's at least those two. So I'll link to those. But with that in mind right now, I'm wanting to focus on some lessons that are a little more recent. Uh, And then the second thing I want to do with you is I want to talk through a few of the highlights from these last seven years. So the things that when I'm like reflecting on seven years of business, these come to my mind as best moments in business. And some of these are ones you've heard me talk about before. And some are ones I've never shared before in this podcast. So I'm excited. Thank you for being here and celebrating with me. Let's dive into it. Okay, the first big lesson from seven years in business, success makes it harder to focus. Success makes it hard to focus. That is the lesson. And this feels particularly like the lesson of my business and my life, even like the past two years, I'd say specifically something I'm constantly learning. And I was listening to Tim Ferriss's podcast um, called The Tim Ferriss Show a few weeks ago. And he and James Clear, I'm going to link to the episode in the show notes, but it was episode 648 of his podcast. Wow, he's had a lot of episodes. <laughs> that is so many. But him and James Clear, um, who's the author of Atomic Habits, they were both talking about this concept. And as they were explaining it, I mean, I literally like re-listened to them talk about it twice because I was like, yes, that has been the struggle of my business in the past two years. I've dealt with this firsthand. And when I was hearing their advice on it, my big takeaway was like, I wish I had heard this sooner and heard it in the way I was hearing it now to really take the advice they were sharing in, in a way that could have impacted me. And now, you know, if I'd heard that episode years earlier, I don't know that it would have hit me the same way as it does now, but uh, it was super impactful. So the big thing they were saying, and this is a quote from James Clear kind of at the end of this part of their conversation, but he said, success generates opportunities and distractions. Success generates opportunities and distractions. Again, that's my big lesson. So to kind of summarize what they were saying, though, again, totally recommend listening to the episode, though, because it was a super, super good one. But they were basically saying that the more success you have, for most people, it becomes harder to focus the more successful you become. Because in the beginning stages of your career or your business or even in the mid stages, you're basically choosing when you're like looking at like, what are my options? What can I do here? You might be choosing between unattractive options and maybe one to two attractive options. And I definitely can relate to that. I'm like, yes, like I was at earlier points in my business choosing between less things. Um, Not to say they were bad things, but there was less to choose between. And it might be that I've had moments where it was like, yeah, I'm choosing between this unattractive option over here. And then there's like one to two things over here. So it's really obvious that the one to two things over here that are attractive are the things I should go with. And at the same time, what you're doing in those early phases is you're trying to generate attractive opportunities. You're trying to like find them, make them happen, um, build your your business and your career up in that way. And then once you get more attractive options, things really change dramatically because it gets harder. So you go from, like I said, not many great options is the way they were explaining it to maybe like you have three people all looking at you and each one of those three people has three really great attractive options and it becomes hard. And then um, a little quote from James Clear from this episode, he said, you get good at something so that brings new opportunities that way. And then you turn around six months later and you don't have time to do the thing that made you successful. <laughs> um, that's just, I just feel like it's so true. So how, and then he said again, you know, success generates opportunities and distractions. So how was this a lesson for me? Let me explain. So in a non-braggy way, and I truly mean this non-braggy at all, but in a way to like, 
just show reality and hopefully help you. But as my business has grown, there's been more opportunity, more things I can say yes to. And when I was newer, there was less to say yes to, and therefore business just felt a whole lot simpler. So uh, just some examples in recent years of how that's played out for me on like a high level example. So there's a lot of different things I could create and I could sell that would probably go well. Okay, that's one thing. Speaking and podcasting guest opportunities. I've been asked to speak way more. I've been asked to be on people's podcasts a lot more. I've had people ask me on my podcast a lot more to solve that. Um, summits and things like that, webinars I could teach, all of that as being asked to participate in. Uh, I get messages pretty frequently asking like, this is an idea for a course you should make. This is an idea for a template you should make. I'd love for you to do this thing. Uh, team growth opportunities. There's a lot of different ways. And uh, I would say even when I look at my business and building a team. And this has been a big thing I've been trying to figure out in the last year. It's like a puzzle fitting in like, where do where does the business need help? Where do I fit into that? Where does a team member fit into that? Who should be in this role? Who should be in that role? So that's a thing where there's more opportunity there, more things to figure out. Also more like joint venture opportunities where someone's like, hey, let's partner on this thing and having to figure out if that makes sense for me or not. So that's just a few. But I feel like the opportunities and distractions are many at this point. Point and really like should continue to become even more, right? And my job as the owner of my business is to have a really clear vision and clear goals so I can easily navigate like what is a real opportunity for this business and what's just a distraction for this business. And obviously, I said my job is. My job is a whole lot more than that, but that's such an important part of being the CEO of your business is you've got to navigate based on your clear vision and your clear goals what's an opportunity and what's a distraction and then saying yes and no to things accordingly. And again, I'm going to be really real. This has been a real lesson for me because this is something I have not done a great job at. And um, you know, some sometimes when we share like lessons in our business, it's less of a lesson and more of like a saying, this is what I've seen work for me. And this is a real lesson. Again, something I have not done great at, um, again, more recently, but I've had, I've let distractions distract me. I've done too many things at once. I've had too many balls in the air at once. And at this year, this like seventh year in business, one of my focuses and one of my goals is to do less, but do less deliberately and with more focus and really, really evaluating opportunities and ideas with more critique before I say yes to them. Cause it's so easy to say yes to something in the moment, right? When like the doing of it is going to come much later. So I've been trying to get better at putting myself in the situation of like, okay, if I say yes to this, what does that mean um, down the road? And does that make sense with the business goals? And so I kind of did continue on um, this lesson I've learned. And I think I'll do a whole podcast episode on this, honestly, but I've shared maybe one other time, but I have three words for the year for my business this year. I'm not going to share what they are right now again, because I think this could be another good episode. So if you see a title relating to that, um, come back and listen to it. But I have three words for the year. If you have been in conversation with me at any point in the last few months and asked me like, hey, Elizabeth, what are you working on in your business right now? You've probably heard me say, these are my three words for the year. And this is what each of those three words mean. We even started off um, the year with a team meeting where I did a whole PowerPoint presentation. And I literally talked through with my team, hey, here's each of these three words, here's what they mean. And like, I want us to put all opportunities 
through the lens of these three words. Do they relate to them? Do they help grow these areas? Um, Are they aligned there? And if not, we really need to consider more heavily, okay, like, does this make sense to say yes to? So I think having that like super, super intense focus for me has been very needed, again, because more opportunities are more distractions. So having this focus allows me to know more, is this a distraction or an opportunity? And I would say in the past two years prior to this year, um, so in like year six and year five of business, I didn't do this that well. So I definitely had like words for the year, I had goals for the business that I was paying attention to, blah, 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 all of that. But I also was really sidetracked. Like I'd be like, oh, I didn't have this on the agenda at all, but like, let's do it. It sounds like a great idea. Um, and and now I'm trying to like not do that, <laughs> basically. So anyway, um, long and short of it, that is the first big lesson I've learned in seven years of business. Success makes it harder to focus. And to quote the way James Clear put it, success generates opportunities and distractions. Okay, lesson number two that I want to share with you guys. Build your business around your life. Okay, we've all heard that said before, right? But the other way I'd phrase it is that you've got to love the life you're building more than the business you're building. So the first thing with this, I want to say as we talk about this one, again, I've said this on the podcast, I've talked about this a lot uh, recently even, but the world is not going to help you here. Uh, I truly believe this concept of kind of like a life first business, a life first work career is countercultural to the work culture for both men and women, especially in America, in our society, in the way working works. So this doesn't happen by accident. Uh, Most of us, and it's totally okay if this is the case, but we spend more time working than anything else. So it's like natural that work takes a priority, but you have to, because of that, be really deliberate to focus on the other things too, the other parts of you that make you a person, the other things you're interested in, and not let work be the only thing. And I think this is even harder as business owners because we don't have that nine to five structure where it's like you go to the office, you leave the office and you can kind of like put work in a neat little box. We have the opportunity to work as much as we want, um, to grow at whatever pace we want and um, to put everything in this basket, so to speak, if we want to. So yeah, this concept though might even be counter to what you want to do as a driven entrepreneur because of that. So this lesson though has been huge for me since becoming a mom, but was even something rooted in how I've set up my business prior to parenthood. Um, I've always wanted to make sure that like, I am showing up as a business owner, knowing that I'm not my business, even when I'm a personal brand, which y'all, that is so much harder, um, separating yourself from your business when you are building a personal brand business. So I've had to really, really like separate that out, but know that you're not your business and you're not your job or career. It's something you do, not who you are. So don't let it be your whole identity. That's a big lesson. Don't let it be your whole identity. And I say that about work, but I actually feel the same way about motherhood. So I don't want the fact that I'm a mom to be my whole identity. Just like I don't want being a business owner to be my whole identity or the fact that I'm a wife to be my whole identity. So with that in mind, something I've learned is that the business I'm building, the schedule it requires, the mental load it takes, all of that, I need to see it and see the planning of all of that is something that complements the other areas of my life as well so that I'm building like a life first business where it's not just all about working as many hours, um, hustling as much as possible, et cetera. And I do believe, though, even with that being said, that some seasons of life, these seasons, our personal life seasons, our business call for hustle in any one area. So, for example, 
the postpartum, newborn phase of motherhood. Oh my gosh, is that a hustle, right? You're barely sleeping. Your energy is going towards that baby, feeding them, making sure they're healthy, making sure they're gaining weight. You were covering after giving birth and adjusting to like whether it's your first or second, like this or third or whatever, um, the change that child has brought to your life. And that's good. And that's okay that that season's a hustle. Uh, we don't really see anyone like critiquing a new mom that she's like hustling a lot and that her main focus is on this new baby. And business is allowed to have seasons like that too. So maybe when you first start your new business or you're launching a new offer or things are changing, you're hiring a new team member, you're in a launch mode. There are seasons that are like, this requires more of me. My business requires more of me right now. And that's all well and good. So I just want to make sure, and that could even be a a little bonus lesson here is that like, it's okay to have seasons of hustle in your business. Um, It's okay if something requires more of you in this season. Um, just like how newborn phase of motherhood requires more of you there. And that's all well and good, but it's got to be a season is what I would say. You don't want to build a business that requires you to hustle 24 seven and not leave room for you to have other interests, other areas of life, other things you're doing. So know that you're building a life, not just a business. And really think about as you think about building your business, Like for the long term, what other things are interesting to you besides your work? And how can you make sure that your business isn't causing you not to be able to do those things? So that's number two, lesson number two, build your business around your life and know that you've got to love the life you're building even more than just the business you're building. All right, interrupting all these lessons real quick, because I wanted to share if you're a designer okay, and you want to grow your business, you want to hear all the lessons I've learned building a successful uh, design business, you've got to check out Designer. Designer is my course and coaching program that teaches you everything you need to know to run a successful brand and web design business to how to get in demand, book clients, market yourself well, manage the financial side of your business, all the things. Go to elizabethmccravey.com slash B-O-D, short for book.designer, to check it out, get all the info, read over the sales page, and feel free to send me a DM with any questions you have. I'd love to welcome you into our community of students and see you on the next coaching call. All right, I've got two more lessons for you, and then we're going to get into some highlights. So lesson number three. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Uh, This is actually a lesson that when I was doing my 2022 end of year reflection, this was like one of my biggest takeaways from 2022. And another way to phrase it, and the way I specifically want to apply it here, there's really two ways I want to apply it, but in the first way, is just because you someone wants it doesn't mean you have to sell it. Um, Just because you want it doesn't mean you have to sell it. So um, this is very closely related to that first lesson of that success creates distraction. But this, I see this lesson is different. Again, you can see kind of what I've been learning in my business lately as I'm talking here. I see this one is different though, because to me, this lesson of just because you can doesn't mean you should directly relates to creating new offers and new things within our business. And this one feels really vulnerable to share. So I'm going to just be real with you guys about it. So for me, I really love creating things that you guys want me to create for you. And there have been times in my business where I've operated like they want it. People are saying they want it. It's a great idea. I'll make it and I'll love it and it'll end up selling. And like people want it and I'm excited about it and therefore it's a good idea. So therefore it needs to be made. It's like a lot of just like boom, boom, boom. This makes sense because of this and 
that's that. Uh, here's a lesson in it all. Just because you're being asked to do something and just because you would enjoy doing it does not automatically mean it's a good decision. And a third thing I'd even add there is just because you're being asked, just because you didn't enjoy it, and just because you'd make money from it doesn't mean it's a good decision. So hear that again. Just because you're being asked to do it, just because you'd enjoy it, and just because it would make money does not mean it's a good decision. There's a lot more filters to put things through besides that. Um, there's more factors involved than people want it. You can make it and you'd enjoy making it. So a challenge for me um, in this lesson and a challenge for you as well is to be okay saying to opportunities and ideas, maybe, but not right now. Be okay with saying, that's a great idea, but it doesn't fit into my business plan at this time. Back again on how this relates to what I've already shared, like I'm saying that all the time right now. Like that's a great idea, but it doesn't fit into my three words for the year for the business. So some for reals examples from me in this and something I've had to navigate a lot in the last seven years, particularly probably I'd say the last three years of business, but I've been asked for years to make a mastermind. And I have had notes in my phone of all my ideas for like exactly what my mastermind would look like, what the retreat would look like, what our calls would look like, all of this. Um, I even have within my ClickUp um, a literal app mastermind application form because I have those things and I've even started on copy for like the sales page for it. Anyway, I have those things created because I have come close to making a mastermind about a hundred times and I've been asked for it. And additionally, I have the desire to make one. I really think I'd love it. Uh, I have a vision for what it would look like. I know I would love to pour into people in that way of like having a smaller knit community where it's really like a lot of consulting and coaching and collaborating together. And again, I've come close to creating it because it is something I desire to do. But right now, I've had to say to myself and to people who ask, I love that idea. I actually have thought about that. I'd love to do that at some point. But the timing isn't right for me right now. So the lesson here is that you don't have to say yes to everything. And just because it's a good opportunity, just because it'll make money, just because people are requesting it from you does not mean it makes sense for your business. This is another common thing people end up dealing with when maybe you've done one-to-one -one services for a long time, or you have a one-to-one -one offer and people are like, teach me how you did it. Teach me how you built that business. Just because people are asking you to make a course on it doesn't mean you should right? You have to evaluate it through a lot of other filters first. A second meaning in this lesson, in this phrase of um, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Um, this one has like two meanings. Again, like some of these, some of these lessons I've shared um, is that you don't have to do everything yourself. So not everything in your business needs your uh, owner of the business touch on it. And I've learned this a lot in the past few years of like, what does it mean to delegate well? What should be delegated? What should only be done by me? And I, again, constantly learning this. Like this is a lesson I'm right here, um, right here in the trenches with you um, learning and working on. But I've been trying to learn and figure out, okay, like what are the things that light me up and need my touch on it? Like what are the things in my business that like I should be doing? And then what are things that I should be okay getting someone else to help with? Um, even when it's things that I've just always assumed, that's the thing Elizabeth does. That's 
the thing only I do. So I've been figuring out what those things are that I do, what are the things other people do, and how do we all fit together to get this business going, right? Uh, So yeah, that is lesson number three, though, is just because you can doesn't mean you should. And I really hope that helps someone um, here with that who's feeling that like tug of like, people want this for me, therefore I should do it. Um, You can't please everyone and trying to please everyone is a great way to fail in your business. So don't try to do all the things. Keep it very focused. Okay, and the fourth and final lesson I want to share with you guys. God provides and he never wastes anything. That is the lesson. God provides and he never wastes anything. So business isn't easy. You're going to get hurt. You're going to have failures. You're going to have bad months. You're going to have bad years. You're going to have bad weeks. You're going to have upset clients or customers. You're going to have hard earned lessons that hurt when you learn them. And the lesson even on top of all that is that God will provide for you and he won't waste whatever it is you're going through in your business. So I've had so many moments in my business more than I can count, more than I can remember, more than I can even share with you right now, um, that God has provided when I can't. So things like a hard financial month where he provides help or a moment when I'm really nervous about the thing I'm going to do and he provides comfort or when I'm really emotionally hurt by someone as it relates to my business and he provides perspective to keep me going. Moments when I felt like I cannot do my business right now because of what's happening in my personal life. Like I literally am unable to show up Um, I had that hard after my dad passed away where I was just like, I can't do this. I also had that for a bit after becoming a mom where I just felt like I didn't have the energy for my business and God provided in all of it and no moment was wasted. And when I say no moment is wasted, the way I particularly mean that and think about it is that like God uses the lessons and experiences to grow you, mold you, shape you, bring you closer to him, make you a better business owner, um, give you perspective. And yeah, I would, I would just say this is a big one. Just God provides, he never wastes anything. And um, I've learned as a business owner how to rely on God in different ways than maybe I would have if I just had a you know more structured job situation. And I think it's been really good and really special growing this business with God alongside me, trying to serve and honor him as it grows and like learning all the different ways that can look. Uh, and yeah, so that that's my fourth final lesson. God provides, he never wastes anything. And um, I hope you can see that even as you evaluate the different hard things maybe you've experienced up until this point in your own business, whether you've been in business, you know, more like seven years like me or less or 10 or 20 years or whatever, um, that God provides and he doesn't waste it. So those are my four lessons. I'm going to recap those lessons real quick, just read through them so you can keep them top of mind. And then we're going to get into me just chit chat with you about some highlights. So first one, success makes it harder to focus. Second one, build your business around your life. Third one, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And then the final lesson, God provides and he never wastes anything. Now, let's talk about some highlights. So uh, something funny, Adam and I actually, we were sitting around after Colin was asleep last night having drinks and I was telling him I'm going to record this episode tomorrow. And like, I made a little list on my phone of like the business highlights I want to share. And something I realized like reading over the highlights is that the things that are meaningful and enjoyable often in our memories where we're like, oh yeah, that was awesome. This was so big. That was so meaningful. Uh, They're often not in the moment, right? The things that are meaningful and enjoyable in our memories often are not 
meaningful or enjoyable in the moment. And that's so true when I look at these highlights. And I think the reason for that is that we like to do hard things as people. Um, Hard things are fulfilling things, um, which might mean, though, that when you're doing it, you're like, this is scary. This is hard. It took so much time, energy, focus to get here. But then it's so fulfilling. And when we look back over it, over the whole experience, it's really meaningful, enjoyable. So I just want to say that um, even for you, as you think back over, like, what are the highlights in your business? You might notice that a lot of the highlights are the things that felt really hard to get to or really scary when they were happening. So my highlights in no particular order. First one, getting to speak at my college. So a few years ago, I wish I knew how many years ago it was off the top of my head. I want to say like, actually, wait, I do know it was in 2019. So a few years ago now, I got to speak at my college. And it was such an honor. Literally my graphic design teacher who I just absolutely adore, so impactful in my life. She sent me a message on Facebook, asked me to come back. It was over um, the college's homecoming weekend. And I got to speak to all the people in, it was basically the communications and art department could come to it. And I talked about my business story. I had a PowerPoint presentation. I gave strategies to people. I'm talking to college students about like, if you are thinking you want to start a business, um, what that could look like. And this was a highlight for me because really early on in my business, when I was writing down um, in one of my many business journals, I wrote down things that would just be a really cool thing to happen. And I wrote that, that I would love to go back and speak at my college. And something about that just felt really fulfilling and exciting to me uh, because I loved getting to hear from people who I could look up to when I was a college student and a high school student even who were showing me like what can your career look like after this so that was really impactful to me my dad and mom and Adam were all there and got to come watch me which was really cool both of my parents had never seen me really do anything like that so it was fun having them there and yeah so that was a big highlight from my seven years second highlight oh my gosh this is like this was a huge highlight. So it was also the same year. So it, at United um, 2019, um, which was Show It's conference, they don't do anymore. It's been replaced with the Spark conference now. But Show It, which is the website builder I use, that's what my templates work with, they had this United conference. And I went for the first time in 2019 and I won the Show It Tier of the Year award at that. And I would say just that whole conference experience was a highlight, like literally down to little tiny moments throughout it, like meeting people who listen to this podcast edit, um, getting to do website coaching. That's what I was doing there. I was like attending the conference, but then also meeting one-on-one with people who wanted help looking over their website, looking at their SEO. That was really fun. And then another thing that happened at that conference, this is something I don't think I've ever shared on the podcast, but at um, one of the, the things, like one of the evenings at the conference, Todd Watson, he is the founder of Show It and the CEO of Show It. Him and his wife, Elise, both are. And I went up to Todd to introduce myself because I'm like, I've never met him before. I really admire him. I'm a Show It design partner. Like, let me just go say hi and introduce myself. So here's the highlight of it. When I went to introduce myself, I think I started like saying hi without saying my name. And Todd literally said back, I know who you are. You're Elizabeth McCravey. And it's just like, it's so funny that that's a highlight. I feel kind of cheesy sharing that with y'all even, but it was just like, first of all, a moment for me of like watching someone be such a strong business owner of like the fact that he even knew who I was felt like, okay, that's really cool. And like, you're clearly doing a good job knowing the people who are designing on your platform, but also it was just so flattering and so meaningful. And then later in that same event was when I won the show tier of the year award. So Todd, I had a great conversation then that again, 
Jam was like literally one of the highlights of my business. And since then, I've gotten to go on the first, the show at Designer Trip to Cabo. Um, That was in 2020. That was another huge highlight of my business, just being there with all these other really successful show it designers um, and collaborating together, getting to learn what was going on with show it, getting to be with the show it's team. Uh, And then additionally, I would say another highlight would even be the show it design partner trip I went on last year. Um, Again, so I've gotten to spend more time with Todd since then, but that was just, that was a fun little highlight when, um, when I first met him. So those show it trips, winning the show it award, meeting Todd, being at United, all really big highlights. A third highlight um, from my business, my Sarah Blakely mug situation. I've shared the story so many times. I'm not going to share like the full thing right now, but basically long and short of it, I have an Etsy shop. You might totally not know because it's not something I talk about much. It's less than 1% of my business's revenue, but I have an Etsy shop where I have coffee mugs that say fun quotes on them. I started it as a true passion project and it's grown a lot. I've had over 600 sales now, if not more than that at this point. And uh, yeah, it's just really fun, really fun, quick drop ship um, coffee mug situation. So I have a mug. I'm actually drinking from my version of the mug right now. So I'm looking at it as I read this, but it says, be the CEO. Your parents always wanted you to marry. And I had someone order that mug for me, told me they were ordering it for the best boss ever. And I'm like, oh, cool. You know, um, enjoy the mug. And then a few weeks later, Sarah Blakely, who's the CEO and founder of Spanx. She's also just such an influential woman when it comes to female entrepreneurship. But she does a thing um, really, I guess, typically once a week on her Instagram where she calls it Mugshot Monday, where it's a photo of her. She's holding a coffee mug. She's in her office and it has a like meaningful caption related to what that mug says. Well, I wake up open my Instagram and I have so many tags, so many comments, so many new followers, so many DMs. And I see that Sarah Blakely has tagged me in her Mugshot Monday post. Um, She's holding the coffee mug I designed that this person had bought for her as a gift. And she actually had tagged me both on the image and in the caption directing people that that's where they can go buy a mug. Um, And I got to DM with her a little bit after that as well and just like thank her for sharing. And so that was just a big impact for me. Um, Really meaningful, really cool, like, oh my gosh, like pinch me kind of moment. And she since then has reposted that same photo and same caption like three or four times. And the whole thing got picked up by multiple news outlets as well, which was just really cool um, because it was really meaningful what she had shared. Okay, so a fourth highlight, taking a long maternity leave when Colin was born. That is a highlight of my business because my business allowed for me to do that. And I feel really grateful for how things went during it, for the fact that I was able to, And I know that that's not reality for a lot of people. So that's something that I am like, wow, so grateful for that. And it was a highlight. I loved getting to have that really big break and just working on the things I wanted to during that time, the things that like need my attention, but generally being away. Uh, Fifth big highlight, selling out Booked Out Designer when it first opened for its first beta round in an hour. Um, That literally could be the whole highlight, like the biggest highlight. I said these aren't in any order, but that is definitely one of the biggest ones and the most like pinch me moment ever. I mean, I did a whole podcast episode about that so you guys can um, scroll back and find that one. I can put the info for what episode number it was in the show notes. But basically, I did a beta launch of the course 
And I only even released it to people who were on the waitlist. So I didn't even like promote it on Instagram, anything like that. I promoted that you should get on the waitlist on Instagram. But on the morning it launched, there was no like click here to buy from Instagram. I sent out an email and I had, um, what was I limiting to? I was limiting to 30 spots. And within one hour, really more like 45 minutes, I had filled all those spots and then 10 additional ones because I did not turn off the cart quickly enough. So that was just a huge highlight, like watching the eager of all those founding member students who were just like, they clearly had been waiting for and excited for me to make this. And then I would even add on top of that, like the process of like creating Designer was a big highlight for me in my business. I was at a mastermind retreat last month. And at that something, one question we kind of got asked that we all kind of threw around answers to is like, what's the time in our business when we felt most creative? For me, when I made Designer is probably one of the times I felt most creative in my business. And it was just like such a beautiful experience making it and kind of getting to co-create it because I had beta launched it with those founding member students where I could ask them like, hey, what are your questions about this topic? What do you want to know about this? And it was just such a wonderful experience. So um, selling out the course and then additionally getting to make the course would be just a huge, huge, huge highlight and just such a positive memory in my business. Uh, Sixth thing, um, making my first overnight template sale. And this is again, something I super still remember happening. So I was in Atlanta, and this would have been years ago, like earlier on in my business when I first started my template shop. So maybe like 2018, I guess. I was traveling to Atlanta. I was there visiting my in-laws before Colin was born. And I remember waking up in their guest bed, looking at my phone. And I got text messages at the time, every time I made a sale and seeing that someone named Sloan, I still remember who it was. And I think she even still uses my templates, but seeing her name come up that she had bought a template. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, I made my first overnight sale. And so it was just like, so crazy. It was a weekend. I was traveling. I was in a different place and seeing that sale come through. And then like knowing that she was taken care of by like all the automation setup and all that. It was just like a huge highlight down to where like, I can like literally visualize me looking at the phone, seeing the sale, who it was, all of it. Um, So that was a huge highlight. Okay, another one. Anytime ever that I meet someone specifically in person who comes and tells me I listened to your podcast, or I have one of your website templates, or I'm in booked out designer, like, just hugely makes my heart so happy. Um, And that's happened to me. I feel like it's even a bigger thing when it happens outside of like a conference or something, because then it is more like spotted in the wild. But even just like in December, I want to say of last year, I was at the factory in Franklin, which is a place we like to go hang out a lot. And a really nice woman came up to me and told me that she listens to my podcast. And it was just like such a meaningful conversation. Um, She got to meet Colin and Adam and we talked, I talked got to meet her family as well. So like moments like that just felt really huge and exciting to me. So whether it's something like that or at a conference where I'm just getting to like talk to people um, and meet customers and meet you guys who listen to the podcast in real life. In addition to that though, like on seemingly a smaller scale, but actually feels huge to me is anytime I get a DM or email from someone who's saying like, your website template really helped me change my business. Or I love having my site designed by you. I had this huge win from Designer, or I had this huge breakthrough from listening to the podcast. Like those sorts of messages um, get me every time and make me so excited and motivated uh, to be doing what I'm doing. So that would just be a big highlight, basically just talking to you guys, getting messages, meeting you in real life, 
all of that kind of stuff. Uh, final one I have on my list. I'm wondering if I'll think of another one as we're talking, but final one I had on my list. And this is a great example of one that's like, oh my gosh, so scary in the moment, <laughs> but such a good thing to look back on is when I got to speak at Business Boutique. Um, and that was in 2018, I want to say. And that was the first time I ever did any sort of public speaking for my business. And uh, I really just like jumped in head first into the deep end with it because it was 3000 people in the audience. Um, and I've never since then have not spoken at anything that big. Um, so it really was like, I did the first thing really big and then have since done other things where I've spoken longer, but for less people. But that was just a huge highlight. Um, such a scary, scary moment. Uh, a lot of preparation went into it. And then I think I've shared in the podcast before, but it was so funny because we had been sent prep questions. It was like an interview style. It was a panel at the conference, but we had been sent prep questions. And then right before we went on, um, Christy Wright, who um, was in charge of business to take the conference isn't happening anymore, but she like told me and Amy, um, that she's going to like just go off with different questions. Like, I know there's any questions, but I'm thinking we'll go a different direction. So I really learned in that moment to like think on my toes with answers to things because we did, I feel like I had very like prepped and practiced answers to everything and then had to kind of throw it all out. Um, so yeah, that was a really um, big highlight for me in my business. And y'all, I could talk about so many others. I said I might think of others, and I definitely have. And I'm just going to run through some really quick and not talk in detail about them. But other big highlights would definitely be starting my template shop, like creating them, launching it, making those first sales, and that becoming a thing. Uh, starting this podcast was a huge, scary, exciting highlight. And I'm so grateful that I'm like still doing it all these years later. Another big highlight would be hiring. Um, specifically, I would say hiring two team members, Stacy and Abby, they've both been with me the longest and both were hired at different times. But both of those moments were just like, so huge. And it's so fun that we're all still working together all these years later. But those two hires specifically, were like big pivotal things, I would say in my business and really big positive memories. And they both have helped in the business help it grow so much over the years. So those are just some random highlights. Again, I feel like I'm going to like, stop the mic recording. And I'm going to be like, Oh my gosh, I forgot this one really good one. I wish I'd shared with them, but I'm going to leave it at that and say, thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting this business. Um, the, yeah, that's what I want to close with. I don't have this in my notes, but I want to say a big thank you. Seriously. I could not do what I do without you guys. And when you're supporting this business, you're supporting so much more. You're supporting me being able to pay other people. Like I just said, Abby and Stacy. you're supporting me being able to support my family. You're supporting us being able to tithe to a lot of different ministries and nonprofits. And it just, I, I'm so pinch me every day that I get to do what I do. So I couldn't do without you guys. And I want to say thank you. And thanks for celebrating with me and listening all the way to the end of this seven years in business anniversary episode. And I'll definitely do a post on Instagram today or the week that you're listening to this with some of these kind of highlights talked about more and maybe even some things I did not think of. So definitely go over to Instagram. Let me know if you enjoyed this episode and any takeaways you had. Um, maybe it's even led you to think about like what lessons you've learned in your years of business. If so, I'd love to know those. I'm at Elizabeth McCravey on Instagram. And if you've been listening a long time and have never left a review or rating for the podcast, would so appreciate that if you did. Um, that's it. All right. I'll talk to you guys next week back with another episode. And again, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening.
Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today and for staying until the end. I appreciate you being here. And if you enjoyed this episode, then I want to invite you to check out my online course and coaching program for designers, Booked Out Designer. In this program, I teach you how to build a successful in-demand booked out business as a designer. You'll learn everything from the exact experience I take my clients through to things like figuring out your niche, mastering discovery calls, pricing your services for profit, creating contracts that will not cost you legal troubles and my exact social media strategies to book clients. You even get to watch recordings of me in actual meetings with my actual clients so you can really learn through what you're seeing. We take things you're learning on this podcast and so many topics I never even cover on the show and deep dive into them. So in addition to the amazing course, the course is nine modules of teaching with over 90 lessons. You get group coaching calls with me and access to an exclusive Facebook community of designers just like you. And fun fact, this isn't one of those kind of Facebook groups where the founder never comments on posts or you never see them in there. You'll find me there all the time ready to help you out with any business question you have. So to get info on the course and to see when the doors will be opening again, head to elizabethmccravey.com slash BOD short for booked out designer. I hope to be able to coach you and teach you inside of the course soon. And don't forget that you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening so that you never miss an episode. And a great way to support the show is to leave a rating and review, share it with a friend, share it on social media. All of that will help get the word out. All right, I'll see you again next week.